Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I'm here this week with our first back-to-back guest, Nate Brooks, and we're also joined today by Rocky Pace, who is a first time on the podcast. How's it going today, guys? Good. Wonderful. So we'll start with Rocky since, Nate, you kind of just told us a little bit about yourself last week. We'll get to you, though. But So, Rocky, just tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Summit County, some of the stuff you do when you're not hard at work at the health department and things like that. Okay. Um, I've been at the health department for four years, and I've really enjoyed it. Some of my outside hobbies include pretty much anything outdoors. I like to camp and go fishing with my family, ride horses, four-wheelers. You know, anything kind of outdoors. And then I also like sports as well, basketball, football. Cool, cool. Nate, just to give everybody a brief recap, if they haven't listened yet, tell them, well, they definitely need to go check out your podcast last week or the last one in the feed, which is about the North Summit Recreation District. A lot of but information. Yep. If they good. miss that one, give us a short rundown of who you are and what's going on. Local resident for a long time. Uh, Rocky and I are very similar in our out of work likes and even dislikes. So yeah, anything outdoors, uh, recreational wise. And obviously I work with the recreation, uh, like working with the youth and, and being part of that. And most things I do along with my family. So family time's great. So give us a little bit about some background into how you got into environmental health and what interested you in the field and what brought you here today. I guess I'll start a little bit. Uh, Rocky and I, I'll, I kind of feel like we're a couple, you know, like, well, I'll do the intro, but we actually went to Snow College together and we went to Weber State together. So kind of ironic. And then we ended up working together after we worked a couple different jobs and then came back to Summit County. So coincidentally, our uh, our oldest children are four days apart as well. That was not planned. No, but it was funny when we both found out about that. That is uh, quite the coincidence. It was. Yeah, that's true. There's some like, uh, like with twins, you know, like this. The, yeah. Uh, the mind waves going on between you two, you don't even realize. That's right. Yeah, so I have a microbiology background with some chemistry field. Ended up going in environmental health. Never thought I'd be looking at soils and wastewater, but I really enjoy it and working in our lab and the various things that we do. So it's a great field to be in. Okay, so for me, like Nate already mentioned, went to Snow College in Weber State. I got my degree in biology. Uh, It's a biology composite teaching degree. And I started teaching. I taught for two years at South Ogden Junior High. And then I taught about almost a year at Morgan High School. I really, to be honest, I didn't really know that this, I guess, job existed as far as environmental health and and working for the county until Nathan actually um, informed me that there was an opening. And at the time, I was just kind of ready to try something different than teaching. Um, I've always been an outdoor person and just kind of being locked in the classroom all day just kind of wasn't really suiting my interests, I guess. And so I applied, and that's kind of how I got into it. Then. And somehow we hired him. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow he's know. still here, right? Yep. Now they're, you know, trying to find ways to get rid of me. And he took a big chance. Here. Haven't succeeded yet, though. No. He's still around. Keeps hanging around. 
Well, if it makes you guys feel any better, I never thought I'd be writing uh, press releases about boil orders. So I think we're all kind of in the same group of really happy where we're at. Not sure how we got here and yep. definitely didn't plan on it. Yep. So you talked about your background, a little bit about yourselves. Give us the rundown of day to day what your jobs entail. Okay. I will start work with wastewater. Rocky and I share a lot of those responsibilities. And then I work a lot with the swimming pools. So we do a lot of uh, testing as well as the inspections and also help out with the lab running our own samples. A lot of people don't know that about the Summit County Health Department, but we do actually have a certified Utah State certified drinking water lab and and also the pool lab. So any, we test private wells as well as uh, anything else that comes in for bacteria. So, And that lab was just remodeled, right? It's, it's still in the process. It's in the process. It's getting much closer than it has been. Yep. So what are some of the upgrades you did? Give us the juicy details. We added, what, 10 feet? Yeah, we pretty much doubled the size of the lab. <laughs> it was similar to a coat closet before. Yeah. So. It was a little small the, before. Yeah. The square footage was doubled, and now we're just you know, working on getting counter space, you know, more, more counter space to set up the samples because it takes quite a bit of counter space. So we're working on uh, getting some cabinets put in with more counter space and more storage in that. So, and does that increase your capacity having the bigger workspace and the things you can do? It does. We're also looking to expand services. Uh, we're even looking into soil testing and percents that we could do with that. And also lead and nitrates. nitrates yeah. So slowly we're going to expand. That's the plan. And which right now, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but right now, if you have to do any soil testing, it has to go to Utah State, right? Is that the closest Utah place? Utah State is an option. We send ours to BYU. So having something local like that will definitely be nice to oh, have around so. in the community. Great asset. Yep. yep. One other thing I want to ask for, we jump over and Rocky, have you give us some details. How many pools do we have in Summit County that you guys are checking out? So as far as uh, bodies of water, um, we test about 250 pools a month. So that includes, you know, spas and then the pools as well. And I mean, most hotels that you go to have a pool and a spa, so that would be two bodies of water. So, and then with drinking water, we do about 150 uh, drinking water samples a month. Some of the larger public systems, you know, like Park City Municipal, they bring in probably about 12 per month. And then down to the smaller systems are re only required to have one, pull one sample per month. So you're doing, I mean, I'm definitely not a math guy, but there's, let's see, say an average of 20 working days in a month, and you're doing 150 samples a month. That's a lot of pool samples to go, well, a lot of water samples yeah. to go through, not just pools. Yeah, it's, no, it keeps us, it keeps us busy. And, um, you know, part of our job is the, the septic program, and that kind of really fluctuates as far as the seasons, you know, in the summertime, it's really busy when everybody's building in that. And then in the wintertime, it kind of slows down. And then depending on even just the weather, you know, when it's, you know, raining and stuff, we don't do a lot of perk tests on that. And then when it's sunny and nice, we do more. So to fill in kind of the, the time between, um, that's when we, you know, do a lot of the drinking water and pool sampling is that's kind of our regular thing that we have to do all the time. And then the septic thing is just way up and down, you know, busy and slow. So it can be kind of crappy, right? Yeah, it can be. <laughs> Heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Heard one, that one before. <laughs> Moving on then, both of you are lifetime residents of Summit County, born and bred here. So the question I asked Ness, I asked everybody, but I think you guys can give us some cool insights. What are some changes that you've seen in our Summit County community since joining the health department, specifically related to wastewater? Okay, I would say that even in just the short time that I've been here, 
like I said, I've only been here four years, but, and I think it's been, it's been happening for a while, but I've really noticed that I think there's more of a concern for the environment, which is a good thing as far as, you know, I think, uh, you know, talk to some of the old timers and that, and years ago it was more with septic systems. It was like, let's just find a place to get rid of it versus now I think we're more concerned with doing things right, trying to get better treatment so that we're putting out a cleaner effluent and also being more proactive with maintenance and stuff. You know, 20 years ago, they used to just bury the septic tanks and, and then people call us and they're like, I have no idea where my septic tank is. Whereas now it's a requirement that we have access all the way to the surface so people know where their tank is and it's easier to access and maintain. And some of the other stuff you've been doing with the kind of mapping and just keeping track of those tanks is some stuff with drones, right? And that's pretty new. So why don't you give us a little bit of details about how that's improved what you guys are offering? Sure. So when we do an as-built, we used to just do a rough hand-drawn picture, and, and that's still what we do, but we also take the drone out. Uh, we get a nice still shot picture, various angles, and we do that so people understand. A lot of people that buy a home usually that have lived on public sewer don't understand what a septic is and how large it really is. So some of these systems are, I mean, we're getting bigger and bigger homes these days, obviously, so the systems have to match the, the bedroom count. So they're getting bigger as well as the soil. If the soil's slow, then our systems get bigger. So the drones have been a great asset. We actually were the first in the state and now most health departments that are smaller like us that do a lot of septics are using the drones. So we hate to say it, but we're kind of trendsetters. Yeah, we're kind of pioneers on that yeah, front. But it's been industry. a great asset. The homeowners love it. The contractors like seeing them. They, it's been it's been a great and they weren't super expensive so it's worked out good and i think you know i think it's it's beneficial now and it's kind of cool but i think where it'll really come in oh, yeah. handy is you know 10 20 years down the road when the area where you put your septic is all grown in you can't see you know there's no scars from where they put the septic and so you have no idea where your septic system is and maybe you want to do a remodel on the house. Maybe you want to build a detached garage or a shed or something. That information will really become invaluable then because we'll have a, a picture of right where your septic system is. And then we can kind of, you know, work around it with whatever your plans are. Which yeah. definitely beats having to just get a backhoe and start and digging start, here yeah, and there until exactly. you hit some there, right? That's still the common method for yeah. ones that we don't know about, you know, that went in before the health department was even formed, and it's not pretty. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Definitely something we, we want to better. move away from. Yeah. All right. So, and this came straight from the boss man himself, from Phil, who has also joined us a couple times on the podcast. He wanted to know if you could describe the wastewater septic program using only the title of a movie, a book, or a song, what would it be? Nate, I'll let you go first. <sighs> Put me on the spot. This one's tough. I'm going to have to go with Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls by TLC. <laughs> okay. Kind of an oldie, yeah. but... There is some water that you don't want to chase. Yeah. I mean, we, we need water and we know how important it is, but that's the reason why we're in this field is there's only so much of it. we got to preserve it. So, All right, that, that's, a, that's a tough question. And maybe, maybe my answer is just because it's kind of been on my mind, but I'd say for us specifically, we're kind of the other guys. You know, you've got your <laughs> great show. Yeah, that's a funny show, and that's just kind of we're we're just the other guys, you know. Like I said, I didn't really know much about this job at all before I started, and you know, there are contractors out there installing septic systems and homeowners, and we're just kind of the other guys. You're kind of the unsung heroes, yeah. too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, the the men in uh, brown. I guess yeah, there you go. Right. 
All right, cool. So, like I said, that was straight from Phil. He wanted to know. I, I don't know if you want to keep you on your toes. That might be in your next evaluation. I can't say we'll for sure. I'll explain that one later. I will say, to go along with that, this guy over here, Nate, he makes a pretty mean um, Uncle Eddie on <laughs> Christmas vacation, I, too. So he that does. Could be... I had thought of that, and that's what we want to prevent. We definitely don't want to see any no, Cousin we, Eddies out there. We don't there. want to be uh, emptying our septic or our trailer dump into the stormwater. Storm drains over the surface, yeah. You'll have a small explosion. And if yeah. if anyone hasn't seen that, we actually have that photo. Oh, you good. can find oh, it. Good. It's still on floating a, around. It's on our Instagram. It's on our Facebook. Or you know, you can just get in touch if you really want to see it, and we can pull it up for you. you but can they also like and share that and spread it around? They definitely okay, can. Good. They can like that. Make they sure can, they that. I have a job now because I'll never get another one. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I highly recommend checking out the uh, Uncle Eddie cosplay that <laughs> Nate did for Halloween a couple years ago. So. Kind of back on a little bit more serious note, give us an overview of the wastewater program. We've talked a little bit about the things you guys do, but why are these services needed and why is it important to manage them? And on the flip side of that, um, as Phil likes to say, we're, we're not a punitive agency, to quote him directly. So why is tell us how you're an important ally to homeowners and residents in the area. A lot of questions rolled into one okay. right there. Okay. I guess I'll start. As Nate already mentioned, um, I think one thing that a lot of people don't know about is just our use of drones now. And it, it really affects more uh, new homeowners, or I mean new builders, new construction than anything. But also if, uh, you know, if you have a problem with your septic and you do a, you know, a repair of your septic system, we can also bring the drone out and take f some footage of that so that we'll have that in the future. Um, but as far as some of the other things that people may not know is just that we do have a pretty good record of a lot of the septic systems in the county. The older the homes are, the you know, the less, I don't know, I, I guess our records aren't as good the further you go back. But, you know, anything in the last 20 years, we can usually dig up some sort of an as-built record where, you know, they used to take measurements and, and kind of draw out where the septic system is. So I, I would say that's one thing that maybe we offer that people don't aren't aware of. I think as far as benefiting the homeowner, not everybody can be on public sewer. We, we wish that was the case, but it's just not feasible in, in a county like Summit County. It's too big, too rural. Education is big for the homeowner, and also nobody wants poop in their basement. So <laughs> to put it nobody, straight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we and we feel bad for when we get those calls. Uh, we try to act as fast as we can to get that remediated, but being able to be an asset, we don't want to be a hoop. Obviously, we do have fees, and we have things that we have to do because we're the government, but we, we do want to be helpful, and we don't want people to be worried that we're going to fine them to death. We just want to get it right. We want to, first off, keep the water quality uh, where it is, uh, and keep that above and beyond everything else. But second, we want to have a homeowner that's happy and content. So, And you guys kind of see on the scale of individual septic systems to a little bit of sewer and then some other stuff with water concurrency, basically the, the whole scale of water, wastewater and also but just water kind of preservation in general, given one, the rural setting that we have, and then also just the fact that we have a lot of headwaters that are either starting in or coming through Summit County before they end up in their final destinations. So what's something, and we kind of talked about this with the uh, just the backlog you have of different septic systems in the area, and when you consider, I think that, you know, how 
much we've grown in the last 20 years. That's a pretty extensive record just in that short time period. But outside of that, are there any other services or anything else you want people to specifically know about or to take advantage of that maybe isn't widespread? I guess, you know, aside from wastewater, like we do, uh, as Nathan mentioned, I mean, we have a state certified drinking water and pool lab. If anybody, you know, is interested in having their, um, you know, private well or spring tested, you know, we do offer those services as well. Um, and then, you know, for uh, condo owners and that, hot tubs, we offer uh, run samples for those as well to find out the quality of the water. Those are a couple of things. Yeah, I guess on a broader sense, Rocky answers a lot of questions about air quality. That's becoming more and more of an issue and a concern. So we try and capitalize on that and help people out on understanding what the numbers mean when they look online. Because we do stream everything online and it's live data, but sometimes it doesn't always make sense. So mm-hmm. we want to help them understand what what's safe and what's not. So And that station is either here or in Colville, right? Just kind of depending on... We actually have one. We have one here at Quinns Junction and a separate one in Colville. We have two stations. We always were, running. Yeah, always running. Um, we do alternate a little bit what we're measuring. As far as um, in the winter, uh, we we measure more for particulate matter, and then in the summer we measure more ozone, and then spring and fall we kind of do an overlap. But in general, particulate matter is really not much of a concern in the summer. So just to kind of preserve our machines and that, we shut them off in the summer. And same with ozone um, in the winter. Ozone's generally not as much of a concern, so we kind of shut down our machines and kind of preserve their life a little bit. So what's the difference between the two, and why is it something that people might be interested in keeping an eye on? The difference between the two, so particulate matter is just what it sounds like. It's, it's particles in the air, you know, small suspended particles. And then with ozone, the the saying for ozone is good up high, but bad down low. And both of them can be, can affect people with asthma and stuff like that. You know, so if um, you're hypersensitive or asthmatic, then, you know, you may not want to work out or do strenuous activity when either of those, either ozone or particulate matter is high. And one thing that often will trigger that in the summertime, I know, is wildfires mm-hmm. blowing in in the air. Yep. And, you'll, and you'll see it in the air, but if it's something that you, you can smell it and you can see it, make sure, and, and we'll link this in the show notes, but you can check out our air quality link and mm-hmm. it will pull it right up. And like you guys said, it'll give you the numbers, but if you have any more questions, you can always get in touch yeah. to kind of find out what that means and how safe it is to be outside yeah. at that time. And the, and the thing about air quality that I think maybe a lot of people don't really understand is it's it's really not a localized thing air quality it's more of a region even a even a global thing Mm -hmm. we did see what was i don't remember what it was two years ago when the pacific northwest was completely on fire you know like there were a ton of wildfires in washington and oregon our particulate matter count really went high because just the you know the jet stream blowing it over here so people think of air quality and they think what can i do personally and it does help but it's really a a regional thing and there are some things that we really have no control over moving on next question another little bit of a fun side note any interesting stories you want to share about your time employed at the health department being out in the field a lot you interact with a lot of people and there's a lot of different stuff going on i think that's one aspect we both really enjoy is we meet a lot of interesting people and a lot of interesting situations that we find ourselves in one just offhand that I can think of is, uh, I mean, we've seen everything from one individual that 
was working in uh, repair, and it was the trench was actually full of uh, we'll call it effluent <laughs> because it had come through the the tank, but it was in the drain field. He had actually uh, duct taped his boots and coveralls together so that they were kind of like a watertight barrier. Okay. I, I said kind of. <laughs> I mean, better so than there, not, right? Yeah. There is just all kinds of things that happen that. Uh, we take for granted. It's again, I guess we are the other guys. We're the underground <laughs> PIs yeah. a little bit, but we do it so we can have this quality of life. I mean, that's environmental health and public health is what separates the uh, a third world country in the United States. So yeah. that's just don't know what people take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's always, you know, we have a lot of fun with our job, but one, one story that comes to mind is uh, Brent and I were actually out doing a, a new new install inspection and they had uh, the contractor had filled the line with fresh water and put a plug in it just so that we could make sure there weren't any leaks and he had a clean out that was stubbed up you know like 10 feet high and had a, a plug in the top of that as well and this uh, this particular house was on a hillside so the house was way you know like 40 or 50 feet up the up the hill and that whole line was full of water so it had built up quite a bit of pressure and the plug popped off of the clean out and, you know, kind of like Old Faithful and just about drenched Brent. <laughs> Luckily it was fresh water, but it was still just kind of funny thinking, you know, this is a sewer line that's spewing out fresh water and just about covered Brent. But A little bit of a pressure buildup Yeah, there, a little huh? bit of a pressure buildup. Taking our crystal balls and looking forward into the future, what are some specific challenges related to wastewater and water quality or air quality even that you see Summit County facing or that you see us facing within the next 10 years? And then part B of that question is, what is environmental health doing to be proactive to prepare for these changes and challenges in the future? I'll try it part A. Is that okay? Uh, growth. Obviously, we're we're growing like crazy. I know a few years back we had roughly almost 8,000 septic systems in the ground. So, I mean, that that number will continue to increase as we see people wanting to get off the Wasatch Front, find their little spot in heaven. And that's part of the problem that we are seeing, and we've dealt with a few right now. And, and we're doing really well with it, but some of the lots that were recorded as a lot of records back in the 50s and 60s are tiny and today's standards are a lot harder to make that work more difficulties with the size of the homes people aren't doing a two-bedroom anymore they're wanting five bedrooms or it just is we actually have a, a part in our our rule that we adapted just for us is even though they have a small number of bedrooms we went by square footage because we're seeing the home take up such a big footprint on a small lot that it leaves the septic system with nowhere to go plus a replacement area for when it has problems so i'd say that's one of the challenges yeah that is a big challenge we're fortunate to work with a lot of really good people in the industry as far as septic system designers and installers and one one of the septic system designers said something that really stuck with me there there's kind of a, as i mentioned previously you know, I think back in the day, it was just, let's just get rid of our wastewater, you know, whatever, whatever we have to do to get rid of it. Just and, get it out of the yeah, house. Yeah, just get it out of the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And as, out of you sight, know, out of sight, mind. out of mind. Exactly. And so he had uh, an individual kind of who had that sentiment. He's like, you know, back in my day, we used to just dig a great big deep hole and, you know, just put it out there. Why can't we do that? And he had a really good uh, comment to that. He said, well, on your lane, 
you know, back in the day, how many houses were there? And he said, well, it was just mine. And he's like, how many are there now? Oh, I don't know, probably about 15 or so. Back in the day, that might have been okay, you know, because there wasn't a lot of growth. But as we're putting more and more, you know, septic effluent out into the environment, you know, it, it becomes increasingly important to, you know, put out a cleaner quality effluent that's not a, going to affect our uh, surface and groundwater in the future. That's one of the challenges that we face and then things that we are doing to, you know, be proactive with that is I think more and more people are building along the rivers and that. And so we're using more alternative style systems, which actually put out a much cleaner effluent. It provides a filter type situation where it allows for bacteria to grow and consume a lot of those nutrients in that before it has a chance, I guess, to get to the surface water. It's going through a treatment process and then also being filtered by the soil. Yeah, so it's going more scientific, plus we, we love to educate. That's a large portion of our job. And we, if you have questions, we love to, to take a stab at them. And I know this is something that you guys deal with on a pretty regular basis is people moving in, especially to these smaller lots, and they haven't really done their homework ahead of time. So they want to either put a new building on or they want to expand the house that's already there. Yep. And that can present a serious issue. So one thing I think we want to encourage people is to give you guys a call, come out and check stuff out ahead of time, you know, before you sign those papers or just when you're interested in looking at a lot, because that can make a big difference and be a big cost saver. Super critical. Yeah. Yep. When you have to look at some alternative systems or, you know, hopefully it's not a situation where you can't do anything with it. But mm -hmm. all of that can be, a save, be saved ahead of time by getting in touch with you guys. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you'd be surprised. We've, I've had uh, a number of people call and not even realize that their house was on a septic system. Yep. They just no assumed idea. it was on sewer. You know, you move up from the valley where pretty much the entire valley is on sewer, you know, and there are no septics and you've lived on sewer your whole life. So you don't even think about it. You they buy just thought a house. they were flying under the radar yeah, you with buy, no sewer bill. Right. Right. <laughs> you buy a house up here and, oh, I had no idea I was on a septic. Yeah. I don't even know what a septic is. You know, yeah. so Until it fills up, right? Until it fills up, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, you bring up a good point and just, you know, do your homework. You know, if you're buying a used house, find out <laughs> a used house. If you're buying buying a house. Probably used if you're yeah, buying it. Yeah. More than likely it's going to be used. But. Yeah, you know, find out if it's on sewer or septic. You know, find out where the septic system is and educate yourself on, you know, how you should be living in a house with a septic. And if, like you mentioned, if you're buying a piece of property in hopes of building a house, do your, do your due diligence. Find out if you will be able to hook onto sewer or if you will be using a septic system and then have a perk test done and find out, you know, have us come out and we can help you determine the feasibility of, you know, putting a septic system on that lot. And maybe that should be your guys' new uh, uh, motto is, you know, we'll help you get your crap together. Something yeah. Something like that, right? That is good. I like that. I like that. We'll talk more can about this. we put this. that on our cards? I think we should put it on the That's vehicles, too. On the vehicles. Yeah, we're looking at new stickers. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can get that past the uh, head honchos, but yeah, I like it. I love the idea. Oh, yeah. So just wrapping up now, last question I always like to ask is just to recap or share something in addition that we haven't covered in depth yet. What's one thing you wish people knew about the wastewater program that they could take advantage of or just that would be a help to them and to you guys as well? I think one thing we discussed on the way over was uh, to all homeowners that are on a septic. First off, they know that they're on a septic. Second, that they know where it is. And we have a lot of those records. Some we don't, most we do, and we can find it if we don't have them. And the, the 
last part of that would be we actually have a list called the Do Not Flush list. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know about that. It is online. That sounds pretty intense. Uh, And we can also email it or... Rocky could maybe even fax it. I don't know how to run the fax I machine. I don't even know if we have a fax <laughs> I, machine. You know, we'll, we'll try email first. Yeah. yeah, I think so. But yeah, we just dug one up this last week that had all kinds of stuff. So you can only imagine, but uh, don't don't flush diapers. Uh, baby wipes are horrible. They mm-hmm. do not break down. A lot of things need to break down. They don't break down. And so it really causes problems as long as... Um, they're there. It's just gonna keep coming back. So the thing, careful. the thing about baby wipes too, is it's not specific to septic systems. I mean, right. we we deal only with septic systems, but I mean, there's been horror stories about sewer treatment plants and that that those baby wipes are just really tough. You know, they're grinder pumps. They just wrap around them and wrap around them, and more and more keep coming until, until it's right. Yeah, and it's, that's expensive, and people don't understand yeah. that. You're looking it, at two hundred thousand dollars yeah. for one pump. Right. It, it's uh, something that system. it's something that is really, um, it's a really big issue in the wastewater industry, not just septic systems, but the large sewer plants as well. And the you know it, the problem is a lot of these baby wipe companies will put you know flushable or whatever on the packaging, and so people think it's okay, but that just means it'll go down yeah, the drain. Yeah, right? yeah somehow exactly. gets yeah a little further out of your toilet. Yeah, so please, <laughs> this would be a, a lesson to everybody, not just on septic. Don't don't flush baby wipes. You know, like Nathan said, uh, diapers, tampons, condoms. You know, stuff that doesn't easily break down it's, it's not toilet paper basically yeah, don't flush it exactly yep. then just be careful with your water amount that you use i mean we're all trying to conserve water and you don't need to add additives or yeast just use it but you don't need to add other things that's actually more harmful yeah. to the system so if you have questions that's again we're here to help yep. we'd love to help you and then the last thing would be to just have your septic system pump pump Get you know, all of those things some, we just talked about. Yeah. Out. Some people, you know, some people do it really well and others kind of uh mindset out there that if it's, you know, if it's working, if it's working, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Don't get the duct tape yet. But in reality, you know, we want to be proactive and fix it before it's broke. Get on a cycle every, you know, at least maybe every seven years or something. I have it pumped and it's really... Over the course of seven years, it's not very expensive. I mean, it's, I think they're charging around, most pumpers are probably charging around $400. So if you're paying $400 every seven years, that's, it's not bad. You know, it's only a few Cheaper dollars than a, a month. sewer bill, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And I'm sure people don't realize what they can accumulate in their tank oh, yeah, in yeah. seven years. Yeah, they don't. Because really, I mean, a, a tank's function, if a tank's functioning properly, it's supposed to hold all of the grease all of the sludge and only let water go out into the drain field. You know, so over the course of seven years, you're going to get a buildup and it's time to clean it out. Then you clean it out and your septic system can go back to, you know, separating out the grease, separating out the solid again, versus if you just continue to use it and use it, eventually you've got no water space. It's just completely filled up with grease and solid. And then it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. So then it goes out into your drain field. And then it plugs your drain field or it backs up into your house. So now you're looking at a big cost. Now you're looking at poop in your basement. And as mentioned, as Nate previously mentioned, nobody likes poop in their basement. <laughs> nobody true. does. Yeah. When it's working right, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, right? that's true. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. We'll look forward to having you back again. Okay. Thanks, Derek. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County HealthCast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.